Thank you so much for joining us for the Northgate Review Podcast, where we take a look at the messages that are given on our Sunday services. If you missed this message or any of the messages, you can find it on our YouTube channel by simply searching Northgate Christian Fellowship. There on the YouTube channel, our sermons are broken up into sermon series, so you can select which series you'd like to listen to. You can also hit subscribe to this podcast to get notified every time we do another episode. That scatting means it is our <laughs> weekly podcast. <laughs> oh, oh my it. goodness. Yeah. Wow. 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 Welcome to week 347 of the podcast. Today we got Owen Wilson joining us. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Kermit the Frog. Hey guys, this is super awesome. And here's Miss Piggy. Hiya! <laughs> Hey, uh, welcome to I'm the <laughs> beautiful butterfly. That's okay. Welcome. Welcome to the Northgate Review Podcast. Uh, today, Larry and I are talking Advent. It's so awesome. <laughs> Once again, do a quick plug for the Plush Clan on YouTube if you haven't. It's so <laughs> wonderful. This is going to be so exciting. The best thing I've done all week. Yeah, uh, the Plush Clan. Do you? Larry does all the voices. No. Go check it out. Let's bring that back. No, yeah, let's. let's. What's your voice? Do you want to be? No, I'm not going to be in it. You can you... be the silent guy. There's a silent guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll be the silent guy. He's like the little frog. I, <clears throat> I think somewhere I have a suitcase of all of them. They're like my little. Oh, all the plush clan characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our problem every year with Summerama is that I can't do a voice, and you always want me to do a voice as Man, we host Summerama. Shut up, fool! I'll stab you in the face. That's the unicorn. Yeah, that is the unicorn. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. If you haven't checked out the Plush Clan on no, YouTube, it's a that. good thing to do. But uh, yesterday you Scre- talked all this. All this pub, it's screaming up views. I think I'm at like 300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get. It's gonna come back around. Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's just weird. It's awful. It's yeah. like it's gonna go viral for like the things you shouldn't watch. Hey, viral is viral. No. You'll still make money off of that. No. Uh, anyway, yeah, you talked about Advent yesterday. Yeah, buddy, we all did. A little late to the game, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nine days late, as you like said. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so why uh, why did you choose to do Advent? I think you you weren't originally planning on that. Was not. Yeah. Wasn't planning on talking about that at all, actually. So why did you decide in the week that you wanted to shift to Advent for your message this week? Um. It was probably a temperature decision. Um, part of it was probably even a personal decision. Um, just even where my own headspace was in the season and just the busyness and the the temperature of the culture around here and just kind of the conversations you're seeing amongst people and mm-hmm. um, just kind of the time we're in. And I, I um, actually was having quite a few conversations with people um, about advent but it usually just consisted of i have no idea what that is yeah or yeah i grew up and i always had an advent calendar but we didn't even know jesus like we didn't even talk about we didn't even do church but i always had an advent calendar how fascinating is that Hmm. 
And then I even had a conversation with one person that was telling me as far as they understood that the Christmas season was a Hallmark holiday, that it actually wasn't a Christian holiday, and that um, that they thought that you only celebrate Christmas when you celebrate the birth of Jesus into your heart. So whenever you accepted Jesus, that's Christmas. That's your that's, Christmas day. Yeah, that's, yeah. <clears throat> Which was... um. That's interesting. Totally. Um, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you get tons of perspective on where mm. people kind of sit or what they've been taught or told. And so it, uh, as far as my opinion goes, it was a fairly simplistic message that just says like, hey, let's just do some general generic education yeah. and then um, dive a little bit deeper as far as an opportunity to investigate. I mean, if I had to pick like a, a main takeaway, if anything, would be to spend the next 15, 14, 15 days or so and just investigate Jesus a bit more or your own spirituality or um, the Bible or why we do the things we do. I mean, really, that's part of the whole devotional conversation of like, yeah, why do we cut down a dead tree and put it in our house? Why do we put up lights? Why do we use these certain colors? Uh, what is a candy cane for? Why do we do just all the things that we do yeah. um, just because it's been tradition. And so for a lot of people, maybe it's going to help them understand tradition or maybe redeem or reclaim Christmas to a yeah. degree. Yeah. There were two things, especially and, when people are like running from it. Cause they're like, Oh yeah. gosh, it's just overdone. And <clears throat> um, it is, some of it is kind of overdone with some of the things we do, but recognizing and redeeming what those things that we're seeing everywhere is, yeah. is, um, I think can be really beautiful. Yeah, there were two things, and they both kind of go the same way uh, for maybe why we are not against it, but just un uh, re resistant to start or to reclaim Christmas, kind of what you're saying. And I think one of the things you addressed uh, on Sunday was, is just busyness. You know, I have all this other stuff that I have to do. So for me to set aside time to do this in Christmas, like I got to sit down and go through the Advent calendar, but... And when you re you think about it, like when you made the list, it's like you're already making time to do all this other stuff. But what I really like, the second thing that I've been thinking of is you don't even have to necessarily change the things that you're doing. Maybe right. take a different approach to it this year. Like you're already going to decorate your tree. You're already going to put the tree in, in your house. But this time, maybe in a different understanding. And that's kind of the reason that we did the Northgate Daily Devotional, kind of explaining some of these different things. So you don't even have to necessarily change the traditions that you're doing, but you get to look at it through a different lens this season as you reclaim Christmas, so right. to speak. But you're still doing the same things, just with a new understanding of how it relates to the birth of Jesus and how, as you said, history was changed forever. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? As I said, it's true, John. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to concede that point yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who are you? <clears throat> um, you know, one thing I didn't even poke at with, you know, just things we get wrapped up in and, you know, fads or not, or just the, the refocus is, is, is specifically for families. I didn't poke at this, but how much time people spend with one thing, uh, elf on the shelf. Super popular. It's a good thing you everywhere. didn't bring it up on Sunday. You'd have people leaving the room. No. Well, okay. So here's the deal. You, you, if you think about it, how much time daily 
So when we're talking about a daily thing, how much time daily you spend thinking about or planning what the next excursion or adventure, the elf in the shelf is going to be and how your kids are going to find them the next day and what story that tells. And what if, um, you know, here's an idea, the same sort of sense of if you took the same amount of time and invest invested that into just focusing back on Jesus or inviting your kids and celebrating and, and playing that into there. So like example, the elf on the shelf, um, whatever he mischief he's up to could also participate by bringing in a note every day, which should, could be in the form of a devotional or a thought for the day for or your kids. let the elf on the shelf interact some sort of a Bible story. That's what the, I'm talking about. The That's 10 plagues. He could do all 10 of the plagues from Egypt. <laughs> We're just dreaming here. We're just spitballing. We're riffing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I wanted to see. Yeah, he's... he conquers Goliath. <laughs> why? Why is he sitting next to a river of blood? <laughs> well, you see, in one we of the use plagues, sweetest fish. They're all dead. They're floating in the top. Him it's and one of the his plagues. lady elf. They can do Ananias and Sapphira one time for the elf on the shelf days. Oh my god! Let's just do all the Bible stories. <laughs> Well, dude, people probably do create the whole, you know, Noah's Ark. That actually would be kind stuff. of funny, though, and kind of cool. Like, dude, might, Bible stories, not necessarily the ones we're saying right now. It might actually already be out there. The way people put stuff out there. I mean, the <laughs> the things that people come up with is, is pretty awesome. I actually enjoy coming up with new spectacular ideas mm. of uh, mischief with that little thing. The internet's full of those, yeah. Oh, for sure. But, okay, so... We'll start an Instagram let's not account. Call it, let's not call it redeeming elf on the shelf. S- submit but. your pictures of your elf on the shelf inter- uh, reacting uh, Bible stories, and we'll start an Instagram count, account yeah. for it, and yeah. we'll put these pictures yeah. on there. That's That would actually be <laughs> legit. I am serious. If you're listening and you have an elf on the shelf, do this. Or and a bench on the bench. Yeah, whichever one. Yeah. Well, happy Hanukkah for you. <laughs> Shalom for our uh, Jewish listeners. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, yeah, you can submit that uh, to to me. Shanika. Yeah, I would. I would love to get that going. You can start. I don't have an elf on the shelf. Well, it's time to invest. Two young married people with no children having an elf on the shelf is weird. Like you can't have fun. No, we're not allowed to yet. We have to have kids first. No, you don't. (laughs) Jeez, you're missing out. Just life should be fun. Enjoy it. I'm on a budget, and the elf is just not in the budget. <laughs> I love it. So, anyways, yeah. there's a quick practical example. And by the way, if you don't have kids, you could do something similar. <laughs> yeah, you can. <clears throat> there's all kinds of things though that key you know, you know, think about it, just your regular tasks or rituals or the things that yeah. you're doing typically in the season and you know, putting effort into or energy into um that you might be able to um integrate. Um, some of these ideas, just to pause, take a breath. I, 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 I'm really interested to see and excited to see in reality, just the power that can take place. I think that, um, I have a strong belief that if, if we really invested into that, um, the Advent season potentially, you know, and and take all the mystical stuff out there and the complicated stuff out there, but like we boiled it down to this last weekend, that could be some of the biggest highlights of people's Christmas season. Yeah. Um, we're we're already participating in our own advent. I mean, ABC Family does the 25 days of Christmas. You're walking up to Christmas by the movies you choose to watch or the sure. or Hallmark does the same thing with their movies. 
leading up to Christmas. And as you said, Advent is just uh, to come, to what's to come. You're preparing for what's to come. And we already prepare for what's to come all December. It's just like we're saying, maybe reorganizing our priorities and what we're doing. Yeah. We've talked about this in some of the last podcasts too, but um, don't let like some sort of shame control you of, well, I, I, you know, I feel bad now, so I can't do any of it. Like, I feel like, you know, you kind of just poked at me and I'm not focused enough on Jesus. So I'm just not going to do it at all. I mean, Hmm. do something. Um, Well, that's kind of the beauty of what we, what you said at the end. It's like, you're doing the same things. That's, Mm -hmm. it's equipping you to understand the things that you've already been doing have meanings that have lasted for, for, for decades, for centuries, but it's things that we have not been educated in. We don't know the history of the stuff that we do. We just do it. Yeah. You know, we decorate the tree, but we don't know why we decorate the tree. We put the tree in our house. We, sure. we wrap the presents. Like even you gave the example of the candy cane yesterday, which is also going to be one of the devotionals this week. Uh, you gave that example. We eat candy canes. I've been given a candy cane every December of my life yeah. in mass supply uh, I've never eat any of them, but yeah. I don't know what they, I've never known what they meant. There's a lot of unfinished candy canes laying around. Your so office. many unfinished candy yeah. canes. Yeah. Who actually likes candy canes and who that likes them eats the entire candy cane? Hmm, my kids. They eat the whole candy cane. They definitely make an effort. <laughs> wow. Your kids are so well behaved. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it's candy cane. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Yeah. There it is. The secret. Parenting wisdom. Yeah. The secret to life. Write of, a book on that. Of, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. So, so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, the, the whole um, mundane thing. Mm, yes. Let's land here for a minute. Well, I just like that idea. I mean, if you think about some of your best moments there it's usually when you do actually take a breath or pause or have the radio off in the car or you stop and you see the stars or the way Mm. the moon's rising or when you can grasp the majestic in the midst of your mundane or or you're with someone and suddenly you stop and you walk and you see something or i hear what you're saying but for a lot of people those things are not the mundane walking uh, leisurely or being able to just go sit at the water and, and reflect. A lot of us are so busy that those albeit simple things have become the spectacular for us for, man, I would love the time to go and just sit and in the, in the Benicia Bay and just look out at the water, look at the stars. And, and it's, it's sad that that has become the rare and even thinking about the mundane in our lives now might be scrolling through emails that we have to do every day to clear out the inbox of the 300 emails that we get every day. Or well, what if, what if you try to do small things like not have a working lunch? Mm-hmm. That's, for, that's what I month. liked about what you were saying. It's like even so the mundane of, Hey, maybe I'm not going to listen to the radio on the way home. Maybe I am going to choose something that might not be ordinary for me, but to turn the noise off in the car in mm. my commute home or for mm. a part of the commute home, depending on how long it is. Yeah. You can find majestic in the midst of silence. Too. Yeah. The mundane of having to cook dinner, that kind of stuff that you're already doing or ordering your dinner, depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I read in uh, a book a few years ago, uh, talking about how we want to, uh, separate spirituality from things in our lives that we want to say, 
we, we divide our lives. Yes, yeah. we put it in boxes. This is the spiritual stuff. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do my devotional. I'm going, whatever it is, yeah. community groups. Those are the spiritual things. But then I have to do other things in my life that aren't spiritual. They're the mundane maybe, or maybe they're the working things that I have to do. But taking away the lines and making mm-hmm. it all one thing, everything we do is spiritual, whether it's what we label mundane or if it's the extraordinary things of going to church and having breakthrough in a worship service or learning new things from God. All of it is the same and can be the same thing. We can learn from God. Mm-hmm. We can have breakthrough spiritually and, and worship while we're driving down the road, which is something we have to do. Yeah. So I love that you brought up uh, the mundane, the majesty in the mundane majestic, majestic in the yeah. mundane you said yeah it's it's so true it's we overlook the little parts of our lives that we <laughs> first could first service uh, for some reason so i didn't write i was sitting in there you <laughs> couldn't remember the word <laughs> i was looking for it and people started trying to help and someone's like meat and potatoes <laughs> like, you're like the- all right i'm done with your help <laughs> I was like, I really appreciate it. Just steering me down a wrong road right now. Because <laughs> I would have started saying this nonsense. Man, I should have just started shouting out randomly. You should have, yeah. And then it would give everyone the giggles and be like, look at this guy. He can't figure out. He doesn't understand words. Yeah, I, I remember sitting back there. I was like, why didn't you just look at your notes? You had to have written no, down I a totally, point in your notes. No, my notes were so simple. Oh, man. If anything, my notes were just. It's the meat and potatoes. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. that. Was my favorite remark. Yeah, that was a good one. Specifically, because you should have gone else... with it. It's the meat and the potatoes of the mundane. <laughs> the meat and the mash of the mundane. Oh gosh, I love that. I'm thankful. I love our church. <laughs> I love our people because it's that was that was like the casual part of our conversation. I mean, yeah. that feels like home. It's like, hey, you want the engagement? Yeah, I'm not talking down at you. We're having a conversation together. Let's do yeah. this together. We're figuring out, testify. <laughs> Meat and potatoes. <laughs> I'm going to try to figure out how to squeeze that in the, the next week. Just keep throwing it in there. Yeah. We're yeah. going to talk about the meat and potatoes of uh, generous living time. <laughs> As you give your buccarinos. Yeah. That's it. Next time you lead worship, try to fit meat and potatoes into. Oh, your, easy. No, into a song. Oh. <laughs> I'll do it in one of my worship times. <laughs> You don't want the vegetables, just the meat and potatoes. All right, we went, we went left. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one of the uh, man, I I had something right here, and then I just lost it in the worship. Well, yeah, potatoes. It was the meat and potatoes. Um, oh, oh, I I loved. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I liked that you brought up. Uh, is the the New Year's resolution mindset of uh, I, I'm making my list of things that I want to do or I want to change in the new year and saying, well, don't wait till then. Like maybe change right now. What would happen if we yeah if we took on our our New Year's resolutions right now, or maybe just made them resolutions, not New Year's. Just when we decide that we want to be something different to you know start what's interesting being something is beca- different. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting if you think about it because December is so chaotic. I mean, legitimately, you think through your year, mm-hmm. at least society wide, December is the, it's just set up for just nonsense. Yeah. Like just the most chaotic time, you know, you come into Christmas and then you're smacking into new years and everything just kind of colliding. And then all of a sudden you take a deep breath And I think a lot of people just find out like, good night. My priorities are so out of whack. How did I make it through December? 
Yeah. And it's almost just already a natural setup to like, I got to fix this. I can't keep going at that pace or living in that space, that headspace. And, um, it, it, it might be why that consistently takes place and happens, but in, in the same sense, and we didn't really unpack this, but you know, the average resolution, if you will, and that's even a word people are running away from, like, I don't make a resolution because it, and, and a lot of people don't oh, do it because yeah. because they don't want to fail. Yeah. But at the same time, nobody wants to, to like be better or change yeah. or fix or adjust, which is all really beautiful things to do. Um, but the average back to that is I think three weeks mm-hmm. is the average kind of commitment um, to try to get yeah. something, which is so another interesting, you know, thing about that. And you've done a lot more reading and research on this is I think it's 21 days for a habit. Yeah. And I, part of the research is uh, learning that you can't actually, I think the reason we fail these habit changes is because we're not going about uh, changing habits in the correct way. And so you can't just reprogram your brain to do that. Uh, as easily as we want to do it. So there's different parts of that with uh, a thing called a habit loop. And it contains three parts of that. It's the, the cue, the routine and the reward. And there's something that the cue is something that triggers this habit loop. That's uh, whether uh, it's anxiety at work that cues the cigarette that you need to have. And then the routine is the actual smoking of the cigarette, which is the reward uh, being the rush of nicotine. And so these, Habits, what they actually are is they're, they're paths that have been carved in your brain. Mm-hmm. And you can't just easily change the path. You have to figure out. You can't change the cue and you can't change the reward, but you can change the routine. So it's almost like tricking your brain into something new. Or even carving out new habits that take the place of the old path. So if you really work hard and carve out these new habits, these new paths in your brain, you can replace the old ones. But that's even more difficult than than altering the routine. So there's so much science behind it. And, um, but I know for me, <laughs> I mind blown I love by that John White, the best book you'll ever read on it is the power of habit. By, mm. I don't even know how to say his name. I feel like you should talk about this. I think I will talk about this. When? Uh, the 30th of December, but not oh. here. I'll be in San Francisco. I love it. Hey, come to San Francisco. Come on over to San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. And I, I know in my life, that's why habits don't work for me is because I, I've, I, exactly what you said. I've changed the resolutions to goals for the new year. And mm-hmm. so I'll set up five goals that I want to see. Are they a smart goal? <laughs> they're, they're just goals. <laughs> <laughs> Are they measurable? Because I don't want to, I know that if I do a resolution, I'm going to fail or whatever that is. Or sometimes I talk myself out of what a resolution could be. And even then I don't do the goals because I keep them so vague and I make them these unattainable things. Um, but there's something to be said in the mundane, changing little things in our lives to get us. We're not just going to become, if I, if I've never read a book for the last year of 2018, for me to say that my goal is 10 books in the year 2019, that's probably not going to happen. Maybe try reading one book in the month of January and see where you're at with that. Yeah. But uh, setting attainable things. It's like a goal snowball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build on it. Build on it. Yeah, get some wins. Yeah. Maybe read a magazine in the month of December to prime you for the book in January. Yeah. Yeah. A periodical. So that goes back to like the, hey, let's participate in Advent for the last 15 days of, Mm -hmm. well, I don't think I can actually pull off 15 days in a row, so I'm just not going to do it because then I feel like I failed, let myself down, let somebody else down. Man, how do we get rid of that stigma? Mm. For just... All kind of the same thing yeah. with the habit stuff. I mean, how do we just find a couple wins of like, hey, I actually participated like I never participated before. Yeah. Whoa. 
Yeah. Even took, took, even participating in ten of those fifteen days for you, even if you missed one, would have been something. That's hey, the whole that idea of pursuing God. Yeah. yeah. I'm just what's like one step? Don't don't jump off the diving board. Yeah. Climb the ladder first. Yeah. One step at a time. Or don't look and say I'll never be able to get to the top of Everest. Mm. That was a horrible example because you now. My sister-in-law is going to be climbing Everest in the new year. Come on. Yeah. I think she's just going to base camp. She's a nerd. I'm pretty sure that Santa was a Calvinist. (laughs) He has a beard and he knows everything. Come on. No, no one's going to get that joke. Well, it's like But it's there. Just go look it up. Base camp. It's at base camp. (laughs) uh, We have this conversation a lot in Rooted, uh, which if you haven't gone through Rooted, that's going to be coming up in the new year pretty quickly. But for a lot of people, a part of Rooted is the 10-week discipleship program that we do, and it involves five days of homework uh, to prepare you for the group time when we come together. And we talk not only about the homework, we talk about other things, and that's a big part of Rooted is being together and being able to discuss this stuff. But the five days of homework is so difficult for a lot of people. And even for me, I went through Rooted. It was difficult to discipline myself into these. And, and it's easy stuff for the most part. It's not as time consuming as it could be. Yeah. It's what you want to put into it. But it's it's telling people the win, even if you do two weeks. It doesn't mean that just because you missed a few days in the third week that you let that snowball to stop doing homework for the fourth week. Okay, week four is a new a new week. You can do all five days of week four, even if you only did one day of week three. You can do three days a week for, but it's mm-hmm. keep going. Don't let that uh, break in this system you've created where it has to be perfect or else yeah. you don't get anything from it. You can keep going. Pick yourself up whatever week it is. Yeah. And we always have to remind people through Rooted, it's about week five or six that you could just pull the room. All right, who did their homework? No one raises their hand. Week I five, think, it breaks them. Yeah, and I think that's a beautiful story of who God is. Just He allows us to fail and forward and pick us back up. And the beauty of the homework. It's not like sloppy grace when it comes to those things. I mean, because that's essentially what we're talking about. But it's um, uh, it's to a degree a permission to fail. Yeah. Um, and fail forward and continue to do that. So it really is. It's all about like little steps and being okay with that, and being okay with like picking yourself up and like giving it a shot again and seeing the fruit that comes from that. And he's always there to teach you. That's what I love about the homework is you you get to keep this book. And I tell my people at the end of Rooted every single time, just because you didn't do the homework in specific days, this is your book now. You get to still go back and do this. You can go through the whole book again and redo that. And you might find things that you missed because you felt like you didn't do the homework, you didn't get to participate. It's the same thing in life. You felt like, oh, I missed day seven of Advent this 15 days that we're doing it. Yeah. God's still going to teach you that at some point. Maybe it's next year at Advent. Maybe it's in June when you're going back through the devotional things and you realize, oh, I never actually listened to this one. And you are that's when God was ready for you to receive it. That was a, a pretty big commercial for Rooted. Are you teaching a Rooted class, John? Uh, not this next season. Oh, okay. I know. I, I want to plug the awesome stuff we got going here. No, it is. It's so good. <laughs> but yes, yeah, sign up. This uh, coming, what is it, January or February? Yeah, January. January. Yeah, we'll get yeah. there for sure. For sure. I finished a season of Rooted recently. Oh. Yeah, you did. But uh, yeah. Well, I guess it's we're, we're done here. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. No, <laughs> you're not manipulating me anymore, Jonathan. What? Love you guys. And um, we'll talk next week. Pastor Ken Sharon uh, this weekend. We're going uh, live stream to Bethel too, right? San Francisco. Yeah. Is it a video feed? Fantastic. It is a video feed. Then Baptisms. We're into, 
Christmas, and then we're having a Christmas service as well over in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually have eight services. People have only been here about seven at the Benicia location. Um, and then we have baptisms this weekend. Mm -hmm. The 30th, we have baby dedications. And I'm out. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you this weekend.